Welcome to Better Worlds, a podcast exploring geek culture across mediums. I'm Trevor. I'm Matthew. And I'm Dustin. Where do we go from here? You talk, I talk. Who talks first? <laughs> it's like one of the few good lines from that movie. Oh, man. You just reminded me. We should have done a Force Awakens retrospective episode before The Last Jedi. Ooh, we could still do that. There's still time. Or would it be more interesting to do a TFA retrospective after The Last Jedi? Good idea. Because we spent a lot of time talking about it in the past year. People kind of know how we feel. Yeah. What would be the benefit to doing it before? And what would be the benefit to doing it after? The benefit to doing it before would be we'd be talking about how we feel about the movie before seeing The Last Jedi. The benefit to talking about The Force Awakens after The Last Jedi would be that we would be talking about how we feel about it after The Last Jedi. <laughs> so basically, all you did was t- <laughs> you didn't explain anything I'm not anything trying to, to talk to you like you're an idiot. <laughs> I promise. Well, I was just like... <laughs> fine <laughs> <laughs> right, we can decide that later we don't need to decide that right now we got plenty of other stuff lined up for today beginning with gypsy danger gypsy danger and questions which, such as why is this on our follow-up list <laughs> well because <laughs> when i was listening last to the last episode you said something about gypsy danger and then you said it was spelled wrong and i just wanted to point out that gypsy spelled g-i-p-s-y is the British spelling of gypsy. The American version, G-Y-P-S-Y, is not the version used in the name of the Jaeger, Gypsy Danger. So it's not spelled wrong, it's spelled British. You got me there. I will carry this shame forever. <laughs> As you should. Wait, do you actually like the British spellings better? I sometimes use British spellings by accident on certain words. Do you stick use in words that don't need them? No, I don't do that. Okay. But I have trouble with stuff like... um, Defense? Yeah, defense. Stuff where S's and C's get swapped. I don't always know which way it's supposed to be. I always spell gray with an E. Well, that's just because that's better. (laughs) And possibly because we read Lord of the Rings too much. I don't know. Isn't that how Jean Grey spells it? I think you would be the one who would know. Um, I don't know. Is that how she... So what I'm hearing you guys say is because that's the right way. Also, Trevor, C is a garbage letter that shouldn't exist anyway because it is completely do-withoutable because of everything it does is done by other letters. But we have it. That's fair. So I think it's fair that it's easy to mix up because of that. I will not argue with you on that point. But then we would have to sing our ABDs. I'd be okay with that. That'd be okay. A, B. <laughs> then there'd be a nice, clean 25 letters. Yes, I I will agree with that. That, is, that does have a nice logic to it. The main thing we'd have trouble with it is that we don't have a letter for a CH, so we'd have to figure out how to do that and maintain the sound and get new rules for that. But Yeah, because I guess KH is already something else. Or we could just transition C to be that sound. Yeah, I think that'd be a little bit of a learning curve, though. 
But yeah, I guess you could do that. Then it would actually have a function. Transition English into a phonetic language. Well, <laughs> you'd have to transition C into, I think people would have a hard time. Well, I'm thinking of TH as well. Like have bring back the two letters that were used to represent the two different TH sounds. Oh, yeah. I think trying to teach differentiation of those two sounds. And SH. Yeah. So anyway, we could. What about, how would you differentiate between disc and disc if you didn't have C's and K's? You're going to have to enlighten me on that one. What is the difference? They mean different things. (laughs) Well, thanks. I'm trying to remember. (laughs) Well, he was saying that you'd have C's, but it would just change the pronunciation from disc to dish. (laughs) Dish. No way. Dished. Dish. No way. No way. If we're changing it to ch, then it just be dish. So we'd have two different words for dish. <laughs> so it would just shift the problem into. <laughs> it would change the conflation of homophones. Well, okay. In my mind, D I S C is like the physical shape or a data storage mechanism using an object of that shape and D I S K is like a hard drive, but I don't know if there's any basis to that or if I'm just like making things up. Let's Google it. So like, and I do actually mean Google in this instance, but I mean, there's overlap in those things either. I guess, I mean a hard disc drive still has a disc in it. Mm hmm in terms of the shape, but so, uh, yeah, I, I guess there's not really any, yeah, there's not really any need to distinguish those, I guess. There is a link in Trello, not Trello, the thing we're using right now, cast. Have you guys ever done the disc personality assessment? No. No. Like what shape would you be? Kind of an elliptical disc or a sphere. Like no, it's just like some crazy proprietary thing. I don't know. My soul is a parallelogram. <laughs> it's like Myers Briggs, but proprietary and really tough to keep track of because everything uses those same four letters. I don't know. I was never able to get it straight. I'm just trying to fill time because I think Dustin was looking something up. Oh, I, I sent you a link. Oh, you did? Cast. Yeah. Oh, this... Hmm. I wonder if this Apple Knowledge Base article is why I thought this, or if there actually is a distinction. Well, I, like, I don't know if Apple is making this up or if it's actually true, but what Apple is saying here is what I thought. A disc, D-I-S-C, refers to optical media, such as audio, CD, CD-ROM, DVDs, etc. Discs, D-I-S-K... A disk refers to magnetic media, such as a floppy disk, the disk in your computer's hard drive, an external hard drive. So yeah, that that is the distinction that was in my mind. And I was just being facetious. I think we would find a way around this problem. <laughs> so should we move on to the next item? We should. Um, also in the last episode, so this is actual follow-up. Um, Trevor insisted that there was no difference between Reese's Pieces and peanut butter M&M's 
um, listener Curtis uh, message messaged messaged. That's it. <laughs> listener Kurt. Uh, listener, don't shoot listen. the messenger. <laughs> <laughs> messenger. Don't mess me up. He brought it up in Slack. <laughs> yes, he brought it up in Slack. I was trying to say it nicely so that you could cut that out. But <laughs> <laughs> no, this is gold. I'm not cutting anything. <laughs> okay, so listener Curtis brought it up in Slack that uh, the texture is quite a bit different between Reese's peanut butter, no, Reese's pieces and uh, peanut butter M&Ms. And also that Reese's Pieces are only candy-coated, whereas peanut butter M&Ms have a chocolate layer around them. So how's that for a difference, Trevor? That's a pretty big difference. Um, yeah, I had said in the a prior episode that I thought they were the same, basically. But yeah, that's a pretty big difference. Um, it's possible I'm just remembering that Slack conversation, but I think Betsy was also telling me that when I mentioned to her that I thought they were the same. I think, yeah. Betsy is wise, so she would probably say that. She really likes both of these. I expected you to remain intractable on this, despite any amount of evidence that was presented to the contrary. Same. Um, <laughs> I, I. Why? <laughs> no reason because i'm stubborn about things that i'm right about that has no bearing on things that like this where it's clear that you're that i'm not right i wasn't right and it can be readily demonstrated that that i was wrong that not that the essence of not being right what is that called if someone's not right they i'm coming up short on this word here (laughs) Matthew, do you know what I'm saying? Trevor, help me out here. (laughs) I I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) With that in mind. Anyway. Dustin. So I I will throw out the fact that Reese's Pieces don't have any chocolate in them reminds me of like every time I eat a Reese's Pieces, I'm a little bit disappointed and I'm never sure why, and that's the reason. Because there's no chocolate? Yeah. I thought you said you didn't like peanut butter M&M's. Okay, so you dislike peanut butter M&M's, but you dislike no. Reese's no, no, Pieces no, no. more? No, The only thing I said about peanut butter M&M's is that I think peanut M&M's are better. Ah, okay. Reese's Pieces, are, they're not bad, but I'm always just a little bit disappointed when I eat them. And I usually don't know why, and I think it's because there's no chocolate. Is one of you eating Reese's Pieces right now? <laughs> I hear chewing. <laughs> well, um, I I messaged in, messaged. What? I can't speak tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I sent a message in cast oh. that would indicate that it wasn't me. <laughs> okay. Also, Jorma is screaming. We'll see if he can fall back asleep on his own here. In my okay. defense, I was trying to lean very far back from the mic. <laughs> so were you eating some peanut butter M&M's? 
It was a Kit Kat, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> My man. Okay. Just, okay. <laughs> Booyah. Just to, <laughs> so that we can move on from this, I would like, <laughs> we're not talking about that till later. Um, it's classic. Just so we can move on from this. <laughs> so we can move on from this. Reese's Pieces and Peanut Butter M&M's are both fine. I don't have anything against them. I just thought that a couple of the rankings were slightly out of order. Yeah, they had crunch number, like, out of the top ten. And I was also incorrect about how similar these two candies were. Wait, so do you really like crunch? I, I do like crunch. I would oh, rank that. You should. Melissa is pumping her fist high in the air. I was going to say you two should have a discussion because that's, like, one of her favorites. Way to go. Hey, I'll be oh. sitting in the corner eating peanut M&M's by myself. Wait, can I have some? <laughs> <laughs> no, you got your peanut butter M&M's. Wait, why can't... What's wrong with... I not, I like peanut... Did I say something bad about peanut M&M's? I don't, we're hey, not having okay, this discussion just again. <laughs> two minutes ago, you guys were saying I said I didn't like peanut butter M&M's, and I was like, no, I just like peanut M&M's a little okay, more. And now we've I completely flipped anything. that, and I'm saying that you don't like peanut <laughs> In your- I never said anything. You're okay. Dance, words puppets, dance. Neither of us. Hates While you were complaining about us putting words in your mouth, you're complain. You're putting or words in my mouth. <laughs> okay. I don't hate peanut butter M Ms. You don't hate peanut M Ms. We just disagree about which one is slightly better than the other. Fair. Wait. So you think Reese's Pieces are better than peanut M Ms? No. But then we don't disagree. <laughs> what? <laughs> this is great gold right here the only i think the thing we disagreed about was that you thought they were identical at the time yes we didn't actually get around to discussing relative value because you were we were just discussing that part of it the whole time okay so you like peanut butter m&ms more than you like reese's pieces yes okay I don't actually know, but I'm going to assume that I like peanut butter M&M's better because they have the chocolate. I'm probably going to like the one with chocolate better. But there is a third player, peanut M&M's. Where do they rank among those three for you? I think that's the point where we disagree. (laughs) That is very probably true just because I... it's a texture thing for me in terms of the... I just want to hear if you think they're the best, the middle, or the third. Probably third for me. Okay, I would put them first. That's what we disagree on. Okay. But I don't think either of us hates any of those three. I don't hate them. No, that's that would be the wrong assumption. We just do disagree about the specific ranking of those three. Okay. Dustin, do you hate Bob Dylan? <laughs> Dustin? He died. Um... I was going to clarify that I think both peanut and peanut butter are better than regular. The end. That's totally fair. Unless you're talking about maybe a cookie topping. Then I think the other two might be too busy. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I have to think about that. The real question is, will Dustin return from the netherworld that he has somewhat departed to? I really didn't expect to spend this much time on candy in this episode. Neither did I. Do we talk about anything while we are awaiting his turn return anxiously? No. Okay. Well, I hear footsteps. We could do more destiny follow-up. I haven't played for a couple weeks, but it's the expansion tomorrow. The expansion is tomorrow. Should I buy it? Um, I guess you 
I don't know if you I don't know if you can buy it by itself. You'd have to look into that. I think I've only seen the bundle of the two. Yeah, you can pre-order the pass that gives you expansions one and two, or you can buy them each for nineteen ninety nine. I but you have to wait until it comes out to buy it a la carte. I'm biased on this particular one just because you're getting Mercury as a patrol zone and that's the environment i've found the most compelling from the first game okay so i would probably get it just for that they're also did you see any of the stuff they got like about a, a lot of blowback because of some yeah the experience system being weird and things um and they put out a bunch of fixes they're going to be doing um they're adding in kind of a random re-roll thing. Do you want me to explain that? Sure. Because I've not followed any of this. Um, They are... So basically, like, if you've got any given legendary weapon right now, it can be... Um, it Basically, everything that's there now is going to stay there. So they all still are going to have a main fixed stat, but then... Somehow there's an upgrading system called Masterworks that you can either get those weapons to drop or you can up... I think there's an upgrade for your regular legendaries that are eligible that will make it so that multi-kills with that weapon generate an orb of light. Something else happens, and then depending on the weapon, there's like a stat buff to one of the weapon stats, but that's random, and you can re-roll for that. So, like, buffing the reload speed or rate of fire or something like that. So, it's not like re-rolling all of the weapon perks. It just, there are, like, a couple specific things you can do to it. I think they want it to be able to be catered to playstyle is what I think they're going for. So, it's not even a perk because the perks are always going to be the same. It's just what your stat you're focusing on is. So, I kind of liked that as a middle ground and it seemed to appease all the people that really wanted the random re-rolls in there and i i'm actually more fond of this system as it is <laughs> the way you're describing it kind of reminds me of when they took the artifacts in the first game and basically replaced the existing artifacts with the the artifacts of the iron lords that had like eight really specific perks that could change your play style instead of just giving you slight buffs to different things yeah. I don't know if it actually is going to play out like that, but that's what it reminds me of. I, I could see what the, the comparison doesn't feel inapt. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, th- I think the reason it feels like that to me is just the fact that there's a small number of tweaks that can be made to everything rather than having like all of the previously available perks or all of the perks that are available in other places can also be put there for extra piling up or whatever. Oh, and they're putting in um, uh, every armor set is going to have an ornament to it. And if you get an ornament from however the drop system works for that, it unlocks permanently for that piece of armor and you can buy that piece from the vendor. So like if it's a the Vanguard set, you can go to Shacks and buy it. They're they're patching in a lot more to do with the legendary marks. So you could always go and buy the armor from the respective vendors after you've unlocked it. Okay. Well, I'll probably 
I'll probably pick it up because I don't know. Either I would go ahead and buy it now or I'd wait until, I don't know, whenever they have some new bundle that makes everything cheaper. So it probably makes sense to just go ahead and do it now because I don't think I'd want to wait all the way until they do another bundle. Yeah, that this would probably be a long wait. <laughs> yeah. When was was Taken King the first time they did that with Destiny 1? Um, I think they might have done it uh like at, sometime shortly after like something that came out right after maybe E3 of that year. But it was I don't know. Then you have to worry about Taken King coming out, so the yeah. Well, because I know if you bought Taken King, it was sixty bucks, and it included the Taken King expansion, all the prior expansions, and the base game. Yeah, and it, and they were trying for the to same motiv- price as the original base game. And if you just bought Taken King, it was forty dollars. Right. So, yeah, if I waited to save money, I'd be waiting for something like that. But I don't know if I have that much patience. Anyway, so yeah, I'll I'll probably go ahead and buy it, but you know, maybe I'll be smart and buy Bitcoin instead or something. <laughs> Do you have fourteen thousand dollars? What? No. <laughs> you can buy fractions of a Bitcoin. Oh, when you said Bitcoin, I used to imagine like a whole Bitcoin. No, like, wow. no, no, no. Hey, big spender. <laughs> I had um I had taken all of my money out of Bitcoin um way before it got anywhere close to where it is now. But then I got a $5 reward for like, um, getting somebody to sign up for Coinbase or something, which is the, the wallet service that I use. And that $5 is now worth over a hundred. Wow. Cause I just like forgot about it and left it there. So that's a pretty good like referral bonus, hundred bucks. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to leave it there still, but anyway, Maybe someday I'll be a millionaire. That would... uh, (laughs) (laughs) Sure. It is, um, let's see, 0.008955 Bitcoin. You've made more money from that than you have HQ. This is true. You really just need to um, figure out how to do the mining thing. Well, you see, you get a a pickaxe, and then you find some ground... (laughs) And you just start swinging. And build a supercomputer. Yeah, I don't know if Bitcoin mining is really all that profitable unless you can put a whole lot of power behind it. Anyway, HQ is fun, but yeah, I haven't made any money. Um, Dustin, do you hate Bob Dylan? I do not. Would you like to see anything more about that? I don't like his voice. I hate his voice. <laughs> so on the previous episode, I made fun of Bob Dylan Somehow, I don't even remember how exactly, but I did. Um, And then after recording, Trevor expressed concern that I disliked Bob Dylan. And to clarify, I do not like his voice. His voice is very grating on my nerves. Um, But his writing is good. So I wouldn't say that I hate Bob Dylan I just like Bob Dylan's songs when other people sing them better than when he sings them. I would just like to point out that Bob Dylan is ranked number seven on Rolling Stone's list of the greatest singers of all time. Yeah, they never get anything wrong. (laughs) The, The byline is gone. 
from they had they had people write very short essays about each singer on the list and the byline is gone from this but i remember reading it when it had a byline and they had bono write the piece about him so this was basically bono's pick um i <laughs> and i, I don't think i understand what, what you're saying what do you mean just because they had him write it doesn't mean it was Bono's pick. It was a singer who he thought was very influential and was interested in writing about. Yeah. I, I don't mean that he said, oh, I get to pick number seven. I, I know it's not like that. I would I would be interested in writing about Billie Holiday, but I don't wouldn't say that she's like the best singer ever of all time. That's uh, not really the point I'm trying to make. Okay. I guess I'm not expressing it very well. Um. He, I'm just saying he was influential enough to Bono that he wanted to write this piece. Okay, I'll take that. Um, I And I understand what you're saying about his voice being rough. Um, but I, I will put the link to this thing from Bono about Bob Dylan in the show notes at betterworlds.net slash podcast slash 24. Is that the episode we're on? sounds right Mm -hmm. yes slash 24 um i'll put the link there so people can read this but just to share a few words bob dylan did what very very few singers ever do he changed popular singing and we've been living in a world shaped by dylan's singing ever since almost no one sings like elvis presley anymore hundreds try to sing like dylan um and he goes on just to describe um bob dylan was kind of a tipping point where it was no longer about how pretty you could sing and it became about the feeling that you put into it. So I understand not everybody finds it pleasant, but I do think that he was very influential and that people should read this short essay that does not say it was written by Bono, but I totally know it is by Bono. (laughs) And I've never said that he's not influential just for public record. Okay. The unnamed writer does refer to himself as an Irishman. Oh. (laughs) And there's only one or two of those. Yeah. Bono and Edge. That's it. Oh, those are the only two Irishmen? There's the the bassist and the drummer. And so, I know. I was just... (laughs) (sighs) I was picking two. Uh, Let's move on. Let's move on. All right. They're back. Finland Facts. We thought they were no. dying, but Trevor resuscitated them with his own Finland facts, so he brought them back from the brink no. of death. And they are here to stay, folks. So, <laughs> Trevor, you can blame yourself for this. <laughs> You're welcome, listening world. All right. Um, this is Yay. this Finland fact is brought to you by an, ar- an article I found online called... 14 mind-boggling facts about prob... Wait, I misread that. 14 mind-boggling facts you probably didn't know about Finland. And... Please tell me you're not going to read all 14. (laughs) No, just one. Um, I'll I'll read two. Uh, I'll read two. So, where is the one I was... Oh, number one, it says, Feel like a failure? You're a winner in Finland. Uh, further cementing the nation's wonderfully offbeat sense of humor, Finland has an annual day for failure every October 13th. 
Starting uh, and this started in 2010, it says the ceremony celebrates bad news and ill fortune as a way of learning for the future. Which I, I that's not a bad um, sentiment to have regarding failure. Um, also, the we already knew that Finland drinks the most coffee of anyone uh, in any country in the world. Uh, they also have the world's highest annual consumption per capita of milk, which Trevor uh, would, I thought, I figured you would find that interesting. So. That makes sense, though. One quart per person every day. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Approximately one quart per person every day. That is a lot of milk. Um, yeah. Also, uh, in that little factoid it says that 17 percent of Finns are lactose intolerant it doesn't say how many have a dairy allergy but 17 percent 17 percent i'm sure those two facts are not related at all <laughs> jk they're probably related well i'm trying to remember what the number is i remember reading 70 percent of some group of people was lactose intolerant, like seven zero percent I can't remember if it was the adult population of the world or the non-white adult population of the world. It uh, It's not just non-white. Um, Sub-Saharan African peoples tend to maintain lactose tolerance into, or the ability to digest and break down milk into adulthood as well. Okay. So you think it would have been total world population, 70% of adult? That could make sense, especially since the people groups that are most uh, intolerant as adults are all East Asian. Right. So that would heavily start skewing things in <laughs> that way. Um, Wait, but why? then it's, yeah. Why does that skew things? Do East Asian cultures not drink milk? No, I'm saying there's a he- there are more East Asians than other areas in terms of population so if you have something that's prevalent in that population it'll Mm, definitely knock up the percentage globally gotcha cool well that uh, concludes our fin facts for today what was the failure day october October 13th. 13th yeah okay i need to remember that i like that yeah i do too so there have been some announcements among them is the news that star Wars is finally getting a live action TV show. This has been rumored for a very long time. I remember reading about this. I don't know, 2001, 2002, and it just never came together. It is finally confirmed that it's actually happening, but there's a catch. And that catch is that, this show will be on Disney's own streaming service. And (laughs) along with this news, um, I mean, okay, so Disney's making their own streaming service. If you want to watch the new Star Wars show, you're going to have to have that. And all of the Marvel and Star Wars stuff and the kids' cartoons. uh, Anyway. We have been talking in the past about how happy we are that Disney stuff is on Netflix because anything that came out 2016 or later is there and we can watch it. 
but that is going to end and there will be mourning and lamentation in the land. I'm not very happy about this guys. I can understand why you're not. Well, and it's, I, I mean, it's not just a Disney thing. I think pretty much every content providers like scrambling to kind of do that, but then not Disney's arguably the one that's in the position to succeed with it just because they actually have a lot of content. People would probably pay for exclusively. Whereas other people, other content providers are probably going to find out, Oh wait, we can't make that much money doing this because no one's going to pay just for this thing. Yeah. And I feel like the original idea of streaming services, the appeal was that we could pay what, like eight bucks a month or something and stream everything. And it's bad enough. I'm already annoyed having both Netflix and Hulu. And for a while I could kind of ignore Hulu, but more and more stuff has been going over to Hulu. So it's like, if I want to stream stuff, I kind of have to have both of them at this point. Um, not cause I want two streaming services, but because half of the things that I like just moved for no reason. Um, yeah, I know there's like, um, HBO. I don't really care too much about HBO, but they've got their own streaming service. Um, CBS, no. CBS, what yes. Amazon the Prime, new Star Trevor? Trek show. Uh, yeah, the new Star Trek show is on CBS, right? Yes. So you can only stream that if you have CBS. Unless like, you live outside of the United States. Yeah, it's on Netflix in like Canada or something. I think every other place that Netflix yeah. is at. Did you have another example, Matthew? No, I was just saying, what about Amazon Prime, Trevor? Oh, yeah, there's Amazon Prime too, and then they've got all their original stuff they keep coming out with such as the man in the high castle um the only thing i've watched they won emmys for transparent is that the name of the show i don't know i've never heard of it it is i was talking about the new the new one that just got announced the new show that got announced by them yep oh the new service wait what new series from amazon prime video i don't know what the new one that we're talking about is Lord of the Rings. Oh, right, right. Sorry, I did. Yeah. That. So, anyway, before we move into that one, with the Disney service, uh, how is that going to work with things like um, Jessica Jones and Daredevil and uh, Punisher and whatever? Those other- will stay because Netflix, they don't have whole ownership of Disney doesn't have whole ownership of it, to my knowledge. Right. That is a Netflix original licensed from Marvel. Okay. So there is also now a Hulu original licensed from Marvel. Oh my. What is it? Yeah. Uh, Runaways. That doesn't even sound interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I have not watched it. Um, the In the Netflix case, at least, they put up a lot of money for making the shows. So they retain an ownership stake in it. So it's not like they're just running content that someone else made. Like when ever they have Marvel movies or star Wars movies. Now they're just running someone else's content. Hey, I put up a lot of money into Netflix for Netflix to keep those shows on its service. So they shouldn't go over to Disney. I don't put any stake into Disney. (laughs) There's also um, star Wars rebels which I 
always want to watch, but don't really have a way to. Um, it's on Disney XD, so it doesn't show up on any streaming service. And if I want to watch it, the only way for me to watch it is to buy it on iTunes or to get cable and then log into the channel on my Apple TV. So that's kind of a pain. Don't most people do stuff like that? Like one person will have cable and then they share their login information with a bunch of people. Yeah. A lot of people do that. I'm not going to, but a lot of people do. Yeah. Anyway, I think that the more they fragment stuff like this, the more people are going to be doing that though, because it's, Oh, absolutely. When stuff is tough and expensive to get is when people start to cut corners and share accounts and stuff like that. When cable networks will start letting you pick what channels you pay for, then maybe that will go down. But yeah. Um, so there's one other streaming service. Did you guys hear who else has a streaming service now? Mm, Apple. You're going to have to be more specific. (laughs) I don't know how to lead any hints to it, but Another streaming service that recently started is specifically and only for Stargate. <laughs> That'll do well. Yeah. It's like, it's the weirdest thing, but like they're doing a new show and I, I don't know. I, it looked like it's almost more of a mini series or like a web series kind of thing. But the way they're distributing it is, if you want to watch Stargate Origins, you have to pay 20 bucks to join their streaming service. The streaming service is active for like nine or 12 months or something. It's like it starts and ends at a specific date, the active period of this streaming service. And it's the only way to watch Stargate Origins. And if you sign up for it, you can also watch all of the other Stargate shows. What I don't know is if that means stargate is disappearing from other services i hope not because i really don't want to pay 20 bucks for streaming service for one franchise that's just do you watch Stargate? that to me is the pinnacle of the bad idea that is streaming service fragmentation full disclosure i probably would pay that for and i'm probably going to pay that for star trek and i imagine you would pay that for star wars I don't know. I don't know. So do you watch Stargate? I I still haven't finished SG-1, but I do like it. Would uh, What do you mean you would pay for Star Trek? Um, I plan on purchasing, or I don't know, doing some kind of trial version of CBS All Access. I haven't really investigated how this works, but if you can just do like a couple months, I'm going to do that and watch the new um, Star Trek series. Uh, but then all the others are on Netflix, so I can watch them there. Okay. But yeah, if they I, were to migrate everything over to a paid channel, like you, this is the only way you can watch Star Trek, I would, I would probably pay for it. Okay. The way that I've watched Star Wars Rebels is entirely through trials, because I did a a one week trial of sling TV and used that to binge the first two seasons when season three was about to come out. And then recently with season four coming out before it came out on the Disney XD app on the Apple TV, they unlocked 
all the previous episodes, and so I was able to watch season three that way. Except for the one episode that for some reason disappeared from the app and I had to buy it on iTunes to be able to watch the rest. Anyway, I'm not bitter. Not at all. <laughs> um, but yeah, I didn't pay for streaming services specifically for that. I just tried to kind of game the trials. But now I now episode four is happening and I don't have a way to watch it. So anyway, that's probably enough complaining. I just wanted to vent about streaming services. Should we talk more about the Lord of the Rings? Um, yeah. I mean, if we had anything to say. I know what's happening. There's no detail, though, on what they're doing yet. Is it pre-Hobbit or is it post-Hobbit, but pre-Lord of the Rings? I don't know that they... I don't know if I've seen any details other than just that they signed like a $250 million deal for the rights to do stuff and that basically they can that'll be pretty open to what they do. So they, you could see something like back in the second age or whatever, or you could just see a prequel series about young Aragorn. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> oh, good news, Trevor. I hear that Peter Jackson is directing it. Oh, yay. <laughs> um, I made that up. Yes. I hoped that that was the case. Just for the listener. Um, so... I think the one guarantee is that they're probably going to try to make it sexy. Ah, uh, I mean, I haven't read anything about it, but I, I assume just because that seems to be the way everything is going now. Um, so my guess is, I don't know. I feel like children of her would be a good bet. Even if they didn't make it sexy, I feel like that I, would be a decent. Yeah, that would thing be good. To do. Although I don't know if it's long enough for a whole series. I'm sure they could stretch it out. Yeah, they did that to The Hobbit. <laughs> this is true. We saw how well that went. And there's tons of material with the Silmarillion and everything, but I don't know. I I was going to say, like, I think they should do the Silmarillion because it's, I don't know, there's a lot of material. Well, okay, so Children of Hurin is a, like, a story treatment of some of the history that's found on Silmarillion. Mm-hmm. So it feels like if they did more expansion of things found in Silmarillion, much like Children of Hurin is done, they could get a lot of material that way. I mean, it's not going to be like watching History Channel recreations of the events. <laughs> um, I think they would actually tease it out into a story. Um, it all feels like a very bad idea, but I guess the people who have Amazon Prime Video will see what happens. Yes, we will. One thing that really gives me pause about this is that Christopher Tolkien has stepped down from managing the estate. And I feel like that really opens the door to a lot of very bad ideas. Wait, is his son or daughter managing it now? I don't think so. Let me see if it said. Um... The thing that I read says now that Christopher Tolkien has retired, the rights frenzy for his properties can begin. Oh man. So I don't know if it's real clear who it's going to. I don't know. I feel like if he had a kid taking over it, they would have done it a lot earlier than when Christopher Tolkien was 93. I honestly didn't know that he was 93. I can see why he's retiring. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, something to watch, I guess. 
what will happen to the Tolkien estate? Maybe there will be like donors and they will pitch in money and donate it to the Field Museum. <laughs> so the Field Museum will own the Tolkien estate. Yeah, I would be okay with that. That would be interesting. But yeah, the family, I've read various stories over the years about how the family has protected the estate and kept bad ideas from happening. So I don't know. It'll be really <laughs> not enough. Bad ideas. Not enough. Bad. Well, <laughs> they couldn't know what Peter Jackson was going to do, I guess. Right. So. But also like all the video games. And- <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Okay. Well, that's enough on that. Trevor, I hear you've had a promotion in the chess world. What, what is this <laughs> and why is it doing what? I don't what? know. It's been, <laughs> it's been so long since we made this card. Yeah. We, have we had a longer gap since recording last time? Yeah. Yeah, we have. So yeah, why did we put this on the list? Trevor's promotion in the chess world. I think because you had talked about, maybe this was over text. Oh, did I tell you guys I graduated to class C or something? That yeah, what that's what it was. Okay. I mean, this is, I thought I said that when you guys were asking me about the tournament. Maybe, maybe not. that's not what we're talking about. Classes in chess ratings are divided into chunks of 200 points. When I won the money at the tournament, it was class D. And because of my wins in that tournament, my rating went up to 1403, so I'm now in class C. I think that's the long and short of it. Yeah, that is. It has now gone back down to 1401, but I'm still in class C. <laughs> Sorry for bringing that There's up. really nothing more interesting to say about that. <laughs> I went to another tournament. Didn't go so well. Um, And where was the tournament? Cincinnati. Cincinnati, right. Okay. So... You didn't win any money on that one? No. No, no. Mm-hmm. Were there a bunch of Russians? Mm, no. Okay. Were you playing against robots? Um, no. Um, I played against a little girl and an old man and a couple of middle-aged men. They were human. Three of them were white. One of them was Asian. When you say little girl, do you mean like a five-year-old? Oh, she might have been like 10 or 12. Oh. So you mean a wee lassie. A wee lassie. Yes. Well, no, that makes it sound like he he played against a dog, which would also be kind of (laughs) cool. Well, the wee lassie. Man, they just let anyone into these tournaments. (laughs) The wee lassie won quite soundly. So. There are a lot of kids who are good at chess. Anyway. Cool. This is going to be a recurring bit on the show. Trevor's chess involvement. It's fascinating. Okay. Well, Betsy gave me a book for my birthday. Oh, yay. Called Reassess Your Chess. (laughs) My dad (laughs) picked up the book at the bookstore at the tournament, the third edition, and he said, this book's pretty good. This is one of the few books I've actually gone all the way through, and it was really helpful. So I put it on the on my wish list. Did I just tell people when my birthday is? I guess I did. Um, so I put the fourth edition on my wish list and Betsy got it for me. And the fourth edition is about three times the size of the third edition. Wow. And <laughs> I can't decide whether to, 
keep the physical copy or return it and buy the Kindle copy because this thing is a beast. It's like keep the physical copy. It's huge. And then get like a, a stand in the middle of the room and and rig a light to shine down on it. It's open pages. I was thinking I could buy like a Bible cover for it. Just carry it around <laughs> with me. <laughs> yeah. No one will know. No one will suspect chess. Oh, I didn't even mean trying to hide it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just meant to, to give it proper protection because it's paperback, but it's huge. So I don't know. Like, Oh, Oh, that's not good. I'd, I'd be afraid to take it anywhere because I'll bend it. You should buy some boards and the, glue them to the, the cover so it's a hardback. Right now, my plan is to buy it whenever it goes to like two ninety nine on Kindle. Mm. But I don't know if that'll actually happen. Long wait for a train don't come. But there are some typography issues that make the Kindle edition a little tough to read. I've been looking at the, the sample. So I think I'll probably stick with the the physical copy for that alone. Mm-hmm. It's easier to parse what's on the page because the correct symbols are used in different places. Mm. Okay. Can we stop talking about that? <laughs> Matthew, are there plans for Dr. Horrible 2? Wait, do I know the answer to this? I think so. <laughs> I don't know much more beyond that they said there was some acknowledgement that it was in the works. Hmm. That's exciting. I think they, I feel like I saw then a follow-up comment maybe from Felicia Day that it was primarily just hard to do because of how... Because she's dead. Like, Joss Whedon's kind of... Well, because uh, presumably there's flashbacks, but like, Neil Patrick Harris is a little bit bigger nowadays, and Joss Whedon has a higher profile. Nathan Fillion has a higher profile. It would just be harder to do i'll believe it when i see it i mean it's already 10 years later close to 10 years later were they seriously discussing doing it or were they just talking about how hard it would be i think they said there's plans for it but it's a matter of logistically coordinating it okay i don't think it's like legitimately like in production or anything okay well something to watch for i guess Speaking of things to watch for, there's a Jurassic World teaser out that says trailer Thursday. Isn't it? What's the name of it? It's got a name. I am really disappointed that it's not called Jurassic World The Lost Park. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been great. Fallen Fallen Kingdom. Yeah, Fallen Kingdom. So it's pretty short. Um but an interesting thing is that, I don't know, there's, the title is Run, and they're kind of running from dinosaurs, but not really. The title of the trailer? Of the, of the, um, whatchamacallit, teaser. Oh, well, that's because they're screaming, Run! Right, yeah. I know. Do you know what the best part about it's going to be, right? The dinosaurs? Triceratops. Well, okay, you know what the second best part about it's going to be, right? Um, is Ian Malcolm in it again? Jeff Goldblum is back. What? Yes! Yes. <laughs> I did not know that. Um, 
Matthew, will you be watching the trailers for Jurassic World? <laughs> Probably eventually for that. Okay. Dustin. Yes. Will you? Uh, yes, because I have to have hope that it's going to be better than Jurassic World. Oh, and it's it called be Jurassic as good World. as the second best Jurassic Park movie? <laughs> it's... <laughs> what? Well, let's not start that again. <laughs> it's... <laughs> Did you just make a Jungle Book reference? I did indeed. Oh, nice. Um, nice. Anyway, it's called Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Yes. Did we, I don't think we said that at any point, did we? Oh, maybe not. <laughs> we just said, it's got a different name. Yeah. No, I said Fallen Kingdom, but I oh, might I didn't not hear come out clearly because I might have said it while you guys were saying something else. I just have garbage ears. So... Which one should we do next? Is the Infinity War trailer going to be a shorter discussion? Uh, yeah, let's do Infinity War. Okay. Because we're kind of on the topic of trailers anyway. Yeah. The Infinity War trailer has come out. We're not going to give you any spoilers. Um, does either of you want to say anything? I have made a conscious decision not to watch the trailer um, or any trailers for the movie for that matter. I know I'm going to see it, um, so I don't really need to be jazzed into it. And also, I kind of regret knowing much about Thor Ragnarok before going to see it, specifically with the trailer, just the very first trailer from the very get-go shows you like, oh yeah, the Hulk's going to be in the movie. The way they do the movie, the movie would have been more effective if you had no idea the Hulk was in it. Like you would, it would be more. It would legitimately be more enjoyable if they, if you had not seen that as part of the campaign. So I think it'll be great for people who weren't. I don't know. Like if you have kids, and when they're at age appropriate, like five to ten years from now, to have them watch that movie, then you could. They'll watch it and get a. It'll be much more enjoyable than we who have seen trailers for it were able to do that. I think a a way that they would have made that much more enjoyable is if they showed Hulk in the campaign, but then when you saw the movie, he didn't actually show up. (laughs) Just saying. I thought you were actually making a serious suggestion at first, and I thought you were going to say, show him in the arena, but don't make it clear. Like, don't show that he and Thor will be fighting each other in the arena. Yeah. Because it could be very easy in the trailer to let people know Hulk's going to be in the arena, but don't show Thor in the arena. That would help a lot, but still would be better just not to know he's going to be there. So, um, Dustin, where -hmm. do you stand on the trailer? Um, I saw Trevor or I saw Matthew say he's not going to watch it. And then I saw your reaction. And so I'm probably, I've decided not to watch it. Also, you guys have a good point of, the the Thor trailer, I haven't even seen Thor, and I felt like the the trailer revealed too much. Um, more specifically, like the second trailer that I saw or that I remember. So, yeah, I'm not gonna, or I'm going to try to avoid it. So I have watched the Infinity War trailer many times, um, but I regretted it. Um, 
I regretted the first one and then the second watching. After that, it's like <laughs> there's not too much more to notice anyway. But there are things from both the first and second watching that I really wish I didn't know going into the movie. Um, so we are making an official Better Worlds recommendation to avoid trailers for Infinity War. We will not be discussing them on the show, and we don't think you should watch them. And if you do, we won't judge you, but we will be sad for you. We will also be angry if you share with us. Yes, don't tell us what's in the trailers. When does it come out? Um, Next first summer? weekend in May. May the 4th. Okay. Oh, boy. Or was it May 5th? May 4th or 5th? Well, then it will be something. It's Cinco de Mayo. First weekend in May. <laughs> I think it's the 5th. At least then maybe people will be talking about something other than quote-unquote Star Wars Day. <sighs> yeah. It is possible. Um, so on the before we move on to the next thing, I just want to say um, I could not convince Betsy to watch eight Star Wars movies with me in two weeks to get ready for The Last Jedi, but she does want to watch 17 Marvel movies before May to get ready for Infinity War. I did see a thing that if you want to do that, if you start and commit to doing one a week from the first week of the year, that'll get you ready just in time for the movie. Okay. Well, we've already done two in like the space of three days. Oh, well, you should be good. Um, <laughs> and the last time we did this, I think was when age of Ultron was coming out and we skipped the incredible Hulk, but I made her watch the incredible Hulk this time. And she realized she'd never seen it before. And she's mad at me for making her watch it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait until she sees Hulk. <laughs> um, and it was it was even worse than I remembered. It's not good. I had a realization while I was watching it. But I'm almost reluctant to even say what it was. No, go ahead. Um, I don't like the Hulk anyway, so. Well, you're really not going to like what I have to say, though. Oh, boy. He's better than Batman. No, no. Is that what you're going to say? Not at all. Fighting words. <laughs> not at all. Okay. Um, what I was going to say was, um, there's a point in the movie where Hulk and Abomination are running at each other. They leap towards each other. It suddenly cuts into slow motion. And then they both pull back their fists, still slow motion. And they punch each other and they just go flying in opposite directions. And I suddenly realized, oh my gosh. This should be a DCEU movie. <laughs> and I feel like people would have a much it's and I I really am not trying to be a jerk about the DCEU movies, but <laughs> I oh, I guess something about it just felt like the way those movies are made in terms of the comic action being much more exaggerated. Um I don't know. I don't know how to articulate what I'm saying without just sounding like a jerk, but I guess my thought was the way the movie making is done seems to fit with the DCEU movies. Of course, the character doesn't fit, but I feel like if you dropped in DC characters, then it would fit in fairly seamlessly to that universe. 
Just stylistically is what you're going for. Stylistically, yeah. And I think, I don't know. I don't know. I I really am not trying to be a jerk. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Dustin. <laughs> it's fine. But the important thing is that the Hulk doesn't have any important people named Martha. <laughs> Why did you say that name? <laughs> Why is anyone ever going to say any other name? <laughs> so... On that note, shall we move on to Justice League? Hey guys, I saw Justice League. What were your thoughts? Better than Batman versus Superman. Not nearly as good as Wonder Woman, but a whole heck of a lot better than Suicide Squad. Oh, I thought for a second you said a whole heck of a lot better than Wonder Woman, and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> no. It was better than Batman versus Superman, but not as much as it should have been or it was not appreciably better. Well, hmm. yeah. Can I tell you a secret? What were some things you liked? I want to hear Trevor's secret. I accidentally saw justice league. How did, how do you accidentally see <laughs> a whole movie? <laughs> I don't understand how that works. All his friends are DC fans. Remember? Yeah, but uh, still, I don't understand. I'm sorry. I hit my mic. I don't understand the accidental part of it. $5 Tuesdays. <laughs> hey, that's t- yeah. I paid more than that. I would have felt better if it was the $5. So, okay. It wasn't an accident, but I didn't seek out going to see it. Betsy wanted to go to a movie cause it was $5 Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So we saw it. What were her impressions? Aaron felt the same way as I did. Uh, pretty much what you said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not, uh, she said, yeah, way better than Batman versus Superman, but not as good as Wonder Woman. I don't know if I would even go so far to say as way better than Batman versus Superman. It was better. Okay. But it, she said it was a lot better. Yeah. I didn't feel like it was better enough. <laughs> Um, and I didn't really have any hope of it being as good as Wonder Woman, but okay. Because well, Matthew was still asking you questions. Oh. So I kind of interrupted. Yes. Jerk. How did you wait? Can I field a question to both of you then? Sure. Did the digital editing of Superman's mustache out bother you at any point in the movie? Yes. In the very opening scene, it, his face looked smudged and I was like, Oh my goodness, this is, this better not be how it looks the rest of the time. And I didn't feel like the rest of the time I, I noticed it at all. I've seen quite a bit I of think... a head, a headshot online that is kind of like that with also a creepy smile. And it was, <laughs> and I was like, I hope it's not that way through the whole thing. I forgot that he had a mustache that was CGI'd out. So I didn't really know what was going on but I noticed that something was off. And in that opening scene, I actually spent the whole scene wondering if this was like a flashback or if it was a Superman impersonator. I was honestly sitting in the theater wondering, is this supposed to be like just a guy dressed up as Superman? Like because Superman's gone and he's like, just like reflecting. So I don't know, like just doing his thing. Like, I don't know. I, I thought I seriously wondered if he was supposed to be an impersonator and by the time the scene ended, I thought, I guess he was the real guy, but something was like, mm-hmm. it didn't really look like him. He mm-hmm. does have 
one of those. His name's Bizarro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the S was right, though. <laughs> Did you notice it through the rest of the movie, Trevor? Um, I couldn't tell you for sure, like, any certain moments where I thought something was off, but there were definitely mm-hmm. times that I was kind of confused about how he looked. Mm. Yeah. Like the whole part where he didn't have a shirt. <laughs> Cause that confused me. <laughs> well, I was looking at his abs for that part. But... <laughs> where does <his> face go? <laughs> I just see these abs. <laughs> yeah. So can we, can we talk about the good, the bad and the ugly of this movie? <laughs> Are we doing spoilers or no spoilers? Uh, is the is anyone going to go watch it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're doing spoilers, people. <laughs> Keep listening so that you don't have to watch the movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if I'm saying it's not like awesome, then I don't think it has a whole lot of hope. The spoiler thing needs to just be the audio of "Why did you say that?" or whatever the line is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good, the bad, the ugly. <laughs> I think we've already talked about the ugly. No, no, we haven't. I was going to say his like smeared face in the opening. I did try to ask you what you liked, and then somehow yes. we diverged. Yeah. That was when I interjected that I had seen it. So I, I liked Batman more in this, and that's why I was kind of curious what your uh, reviewer disliked about it. I felt like they improved him in this movie because he wasn't as, I don't know, sulky. And um, he, I felt like he was more like the Batman in Batman, the animated series than um, definitely than anything we saw in Batman versus Superman. But like he tried to make a few jokes um, he was trying to be a leader. I just overall felt like I I bought into him more in this movie than I did in Batman versus Superman. Um, there was the regrettable line of I'm rich. That's his superpower. But yeah, that was one of the specific things I saw in a trailer that made me think I'm not interested in how, <laughs> how they're doing this character. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, yeah, when they said it in the car- in the trailer, I was like, oh, geez. This is right up there with Aquaman. It, anything he says in the trailers. <laughs> Which turned out to be anything he says in the movie. Um, but <laughs> I, I mean, Batman in this movie didn't have a totally inscrutable vendetta. So that's always a plus. <laughs> I just didn't understand his motivations at all in Batman versus Superman. So, yeah, I tried to, but didn't. I had a friend who was saying they didn't like that the way Batman was done in that he wasn't as masterful as Batman should be. Like he didn't, there were too many times where he felt like a helpless bystander or something like that when Batman Mm -hmm. kind of has a plan working at some level and that, was how they perceived it should be. Yeah. But in, in the defense of the movie, if they had made him have a plan and he's working the plan, 
that would be kind of going against the character that they set up. <laughs> Didn't they, I felt like they referenced that though, his plans. Cause like there was some time I, I remember him saying at some point, like I have contingencies. Yeah. I don't remember what it was about. Yeah. I mean, he did have, plans. but I remember him referencing that. And I also remember, I think during some of the action scenes, they were talking about like, well, we're on plan B now or whatever. I, did they say that or am I imagining that? Mm, I don't remember if they said that exactly, but I feel like there was some point where he was like, this is plan B or this is plan C or something. Or I'm bringing the big guns or he, he did say to Alfred, I need the big guns or something like that. Um, so yeah, he did have plans. It's just, I don't know. I don't expect Batman to be the single character that's in control of everything in a movie that's featuring prominent superheroes. Like it's totally conceivable that he would be out of his depth. Right. When this attack is going on that the last time it was turned away, it took the entire combined forces of Themyscira, Atlantis and humanity, humans, the humanity. Like why do we expect Batman to be equal to all of that? Didn't the Green Lanterns help out as well? Oh, yeah. And, and the, the Green, Green Lanterns. Lanterns, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's totally conceivable that he would run into some hitches. I mean, something that in a defense, or I don't know, an argument that he is in chart, like, the mastermind by, behind all of this is that he is the one that recognized that there was an invasion happening, or coming, at least, and that they needed to create a team of superpowered individuals. And he's the one that organized this team. Um, yeah. There's no person there who isn't there because he got them there. Right. That didn't get them there. Like everyone's there because he got them there is what you, everyone's yeah. Everyone's there because he got them there. So that's pretty, you know, quintessential Batman, I guess. So that's him working his plan in that way. I don't know. Overall, I felt like Batman, I liked him more in, in this than I did in Batman versus Superman. I was pretty eh, on him in, in that one. Hmm. It's just interesting. That was the friend I talked to, like listed that. Um, the failure with their perception of the failure of Batman relating Batman's character correctly to be the greatest sin of the movie. Hmm. So it's interesting that that's not for me, the greatest sin (laughs) and the, well, it's just interesting because that particular friend would, if they listed a favorite character in the movie, it would easily be wonder woman, Mm -hmm. which might actually be what you would list too, but I don't, Mm -hmm. I was going to say you're probably a stronger Batman fan and find it. I don't know. It's just interesting, different perspectives. So, the whole character of Batman in Batman versus Superman bothered me because he was kind of a dimwit. He didn't have a problem killing people. Batman's whole thing is that he's got gadgets. He's a good detective. And um, like you didn't see the, the detective skills or the intelligence in Batman versus Superman. Plus they made him into some kind of ruthless killing person that's more like the Punisher than so he was basically the, the Punisher in a Batman 
costume in Batman versus Superman. And whereas in this one, I felt like they were gradually bringing him more back into who he's supposed to be. I mean, it's still not like Batman, the animated series level, but it was definitely more, it was definitely trending toward something it should be than what it was in Batman versus Superman. Some other can, or do you have more thoughts on that or sh- can I move on to another thing that I liked? Yeah, go on. Okay. So, um, I liked that they tried to, they added more humor. A lot of it didn't land with me, but I at least appreciated that they were trying. Whereas in like Batman versus Superman, I don't, there was maybe one, there's one instance I can think of with humor. Um, I was bothered by, there was a lot of like, there was a lot of lewd humor, or I don't know if I'd say a lot, but more than I want, which is none. Um, And, but there were several places where I, that I thought were funny. For instance, um, Aquaman's soliloquy in the bat troop carrier was funny because I didn't, I was like, wow, he's getting really real in this. And then you see, like he pulls out Wonder Woman's lasso that he had been sitting on. And I th- I, I laughed at that. That was actually Betsy's least favorite part of the movie. Really? The way that he talked to Diana. Oh, well, yeah, he's a big jerk the whole time. Yeah. I didn't like that either, but... Yeah. So you didn't like what he was saying, but you did think that the situation was funny. I thought the situation was funny. And also like, yeah, he made those comments to Diana, but then he also went on to be saying like, I, I mean, I don't really know myself that well. And being part of a team has gotten me thinking and, you know, it was starting to be kind of like sad sappy, yeah, which is completely contrary to what his character had been. And then he pulls out the the lasso. Yeah. And Matthew, to fill in Matthew, um, he starts by, uh, is he talking about how impossible the situation is? I can't quite remember. Yeah. Like they're all going to die. So he's, he's talking about how tough the situation is, but then he kind of turns and compliments each of the guys on the team and talks about it. And he's kind of like, starting to say like backhanded compliments though. Well, yeah, kind of backhanded compliments, but he is saying that they're these really capable fighters, even though the compliments are kind of backhanded. Mm, But actually I don't, I didn't get that. He was saying that any of them were capable. Okay. Like, as he said, flash trips over his feet. Batman doesn't have any powers. No offense. Cyborg might be one of the enemy. Oh, okay. So like none of them were actually compliments. Okay. I thought Wonder first, Woman's hot and he's attracted to her. Well, that's what I was going to, I, that's what I was getting to. He, when okay, he gets sorry. to, I thought he said some positive things about the guys, but then he gets to Diana and all he can say is she's really hot. And he, like all he talks about, he just talks about her body and it's mm-hmm. like, come on, man. Yeah. But yeah, then he starts getting really sappy and he realizes, or somebody realizes he's sitting on the last of truth. So, yeah, I don't remember him saying anything positive 
to the guys. Okay. But I'm not saying that it didn't happen. It's just, I don't recall that. All I remember is the negative. I, yeah, I might be remembering that wrong. I just, I remember that Betsy's main complaint was he had other stuff to say to the guys, but then all Mm -hmm. he could say to Diana was you're hot. Mm -hmm. Even though she's a God and one of the most capable fighters there. Well, Superman wasn't in the room, right? So she was the most capable fighter there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another thing that is, can Matthew still hear us? Yeah. I was going to maybe nitpick and be like, wait, what do you mean by capable fighters? But let's not deal, deal with that. Okay. Um, well, Trevor, what did you think of the humor? Um, I would agree with what you said. I'm glad that it was there, but a lot of it fell flat for me. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, a lot of the humor in Thor Ragnarok also fell flat for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure which fared better percentage wise. Because with Thor Ragnarok, it was so nonstop that mm. even if 15% of the jokes failed, there were so many other jokes <laughs> that mm-hmm. like, um, I don't know if for 20%, I don't know. Um, so <laughs> and, he, and he turned into a snake and he knows I love snakes. So I stopped and picked up and decided to admire that. That part was funny. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah. So it's, it's really tough to say which had a better percentage. Um, just by sheer volume, Justice League had fewer that worked, but mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't as much of a pure comedy, obviously. Um, right, yeah. Some of the humor did make me kind of uncomfortable, like when he just started talking about Diana's body. Yes. Uh, I would say, although I have severe misgivings about the character and specifically his superpower set, I probably enjoyed Flash the most in the movie. Possibly just because he had the most jokes. I'm trying to find words. Why? <laughs> I'm just so Oh, did you surprised. hate him? No, 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 no. I'm just so surprised that I heard oh. you say... No, like, well, I don't... liked Flash the most. I... Wow, Trevor, you're a Flash fan now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I <laughs> um, think you were quick to jump to conclusions. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah. Actually, one of the things that I... Uh, something that I laughed at that wasn't, I don't think, intended as a joke, but whenever the team is facing Superman um, and Flash is running like to flank him and come up behind him and he sees Superman look at him, his face every time that it cuts back to the flash is just hilarious. Oh no, that was hilarious. He can't believe (laughs) that someone's can like he, yeah. Yeah. That was one of the funniest parts of the movie because he, what Superman is fighting hand to hand with Aquaman, Wonder Woman and Batman at that point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Batman might not be there yet. I'm not sure. No, Batman is there. Is yeah, there? Okay. So there. he's fighting hand to hand with all three of them. And the flash tries to run around and Superman just kind of casually turns his head to watch him as he runs. And <laughs> yeah, the look of disbelief <laughs> is priceless. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like flash was really funny. Um, the, when they disappear from 
Jim Gordon. Uh, I don't know. I liked the, the Flash a lot. Yeah, well, it was in the trailer too. So right, yeah, but I still liked it. <laughs> when you're telling me this right now, and my initial thing, my initial response was not funny. I just thought, heard like, "Oh, he's so boring. He has every power." <laughs> Humor, <laughs> Superman. Oh, Superman is boring because he's matching. He's matching him in speed, so he can okay, like, yeah, yeah. super speed. Oh, yeah, because he has every power. So. And I hate that aspect of it, but the look on his face is still priceless. Yeah, that could be funny. I'm just saying the way you were saying it. My initial, it is just my distaste for Superman. <laughs> yeah, um, I would say the Flash's role in this movie is very similar to Spider-Man's role in Civil War, although he has a lot more screen time. Mm-hmm. I have a couple more goods before we get into bads. So. Uh, good was an improvement in the way that they treat civilians. Whereas in Batman versus Superman and man of steel civilians are just collateral damage and who cares if they get squashed by a building here, they actually diverted uh, valuable resources from their mission to go save the civilians. And that was a good attitudinal change. I feel like, um, more true to the characters. Uh, so yeah, I thought that was good. Um, also Superman was definitely more annoying, uh, which makes me think that he was more like how Superman is supposed to be. So I guess that's good for some (laughs) people, but not necessarily for me. So was he supposed to be like more bright and hopeful in this movie? I guess so. He made jokes, which was unusual in any of the other situations. Okay, so this was super weird to me because he's he's dead, and they're talking about how they need to bring him back to fight Steppenwolf. And everybody says, no, that's a really bad idea because you don't know if you're getting the same guy back. He might be just as powerful but not have a soul. He might not be himself anymore. He might be somebody completely different. And... So I'm expecting something along the lines of, um, pet cemetery. <laughs> that is what flash references. Um, I was at least thinking some of the stuff that happens in, in Buffy when she comes back and like, at least she's sad about it, although she's not evil. Um, but I don't know. Buffy spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Um, is that, is that okay? <laughs> That's fine. But, like, he comes back and he's happier and more hopeful. I just... Yeah. It it didn't seem to jive with all of the warnings they were giving. And, like, that was right. one thing that I really appreciated about the season in Buffy that dealt with that is they said, there will be consequences if you bring her back. And there were. And it made the entire season kind of miserable. But with Superman, it's like, there will be consequences if you bring him back. Oh no, it's it's okay. It's okay. We're we're just I mean, other than good. the fact that he almost killed all of them. Well, that was what, 5 minutes. That was an extremely long <laughs> amount of time that I felt like they shouldn't be doing this. But as soon as <laughs> Amy Adams got there, it was right, fine. yeah. The right. sun's getting real low. And and you're fine. Yeah. You probably wouldn't even need 5 minutes to dust them all up. Yeah. I mean, like, I think most of them would be dead. Maybe not Wonder Woman within 30 seconds. 
if he really wanted to. I guess he did have a short adjustment period in which he almost killed all of them. Yeah. But he seemed to bounce back pretty quick. Um, so one more good thing was I was expecting once Superman showed up to the fight that he would just uh, take care of everything. No one would have to do anything because that's how Superman is. Mm-hmm. And I felt like they balanced it fairly well considering so like he did he wasn't the only person involved in defeating the enemy so that was kind of impressive actually um but superman does lead into one of the bads is that as trevor was saying like it doesn't his character didn't seem to match with the warnings i felt like yes they they made everyone a little bit more light and humorous but that didn't i don't know it felt um like there was some kind of there was obviously a disconnect between this movie and the movies that had preceded it so there it felt a little weird um like i was thinking when superman was talking i was like this isn't right like this isn't how superman would be reacting to this. And then I realized, Oh, this is because I'm basing it on the Superman that I've seen in the movies, not necessarily the real character of Superman, if that makes sense. And although I appreciate the lighter tone, I don't think it really succeeded in tapping into the bright hopefulness that was seen in wonder woman. Oh, no, not at all. (laughs) It still felt like a fairly dark movie like the other DCEU movies, Mm -hmm. just with a lot more jokes. Yeah. But it didn't really feel bright like Wonder Woman did. Yeah. Another... Are we still in bads? Yes, another bad. I'm going to throw in one. you go ahead. Um, There were several points in the movie, especially in the first third or so when everybody was still separate where the action felt really weird to me. Like, mm-hmm. so when Diana was stopping the bank robbery and then like when Aquaman jumps into the water and just scoots away like a torpedo, mm-hmm. um, there were parts where the action, just like the physical motion of the characters felt very unnatural, almost like a poorly drawn cartoon or something. And maybe that's just cause I'm not all that used to comic book stuff outside of superhero movies. But it that was really jarring to me mm. and felt very fake. Did did it feel that way to you or was that just kind of what you were looking for? The only time that I felt like that was whenever Wonder Woman was stopping the hostage situation. Um because it, yeah. like a lot of times they will do the slow mo to show like her reaction speed. Mm-hmm but then they were trying to show it in regular time and then she just looks unnaturally fast and we're not used to seeing that. And I think that's probably why they tend toward the slow motion. Yeah. Uh, because of the, how unnatural it would look. Um, but I don't know. It's, <laughs> it seems like one might complain about the overabundance of slow motion scenes. Yeah. But then one also might complain about the unnatural look of, those scenes when played at a normal speed. And it does, it kind of has that same feel as if you watch 
videotape that's just sped up just a little bit too much, like a lot of old footage is. Mm-hmm. Um, like if you think of just like old black and white footage where it's not playing at quite the right speed and everybody's moving just a little bit too quickly, mm-hmm. it feels kind of like that. And you're right. It is because these people are very fast. So yeah. maybe it's just tough to balance that, but it feels like there's something that should be done to try and kind of smooth it out and make it feel mm. a little more natural, but I don't know. And that was why I, I wouldn't made have listed that in the bad. Hmm? I, I personally wouldn't have listed that in a, in the bad section, but okay. It, it was a big turnoff for me early in the movie when I was trying to get into it. Mm-hmm. I could see that. Um, it didn't seem like as much of a problem in the later fights, but that's why I mentioned the thing about the incredible Hulk where I thought, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of feels like the DCEU stuff. So, yeah. Um, two more things of bad, I think, and then I can get into my ugly. So the bads were overall, I felt like the story just, it wasn't a really solid story. I, I wasn't really compelled by the villains motivation other than he wants to conquer things. Uh, it just, it seemed weak to me. Uh, and it seemed like everything was rushing along. Um, so I felt like that's part of why it wasn't way better than Batman versus Superman. This story was not that great. And then anytime the Aquaman spoke (laughs) was just bad. My man. Uh, it was so bad. Do you have any other bads to my other add in? my other bad would be the way the Amazons were handled. Um, You're getting into my ugly. <laughs> their outfits were a lot skimpier this time. Actually, yeah, okay, so, but not all of them. Not all of them. Uh, I I respond that way because I was going to bring up the same thing. But yeah, so there were some that were skimpy, and I don't know why. But the attitude I was seeing online was that they were all skimpy and that wasn't the yeah. case. And a lot of that either. was because some of the photos that had been released before the movie came out didn't really show the balance. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in the movie, it's not all of them by any means, but um, there were some that were just like, why, why is this? there are plenty of other good costumes here. And then you yeah. have half of them are just these really bad costumes for no particular right. reason. Yeah. And it just, it's not convincing armor <laughs> for one thing, which brings me into my ugly, which is the objectification of wonder woman, especially, but also the Amazons. Like it's very clear that Patty Jenkins was not the director of anything in here there were many scenes well first of all there was there were lots of comments about how gorgeous wonder woman is but i mean those were in the movie wonder woman as well i there weren't any as bad or suggestive or lewd as aquaman's i feel like but um it wasn't just the comments that were uh, doing that. It was also the camera placement yeah, and how they framed shots. And there were so many shots with Wonder Woman in the scene where I felt like I can't actually look at Wonder Woman right now. 
um, because there's just, you know, the it's some part of her body is being prominently displayed rather than the character. Yeah. And uh, it, that was, that bothered me a lot. <laughs> I just wish that we could get a director, not Zack Snyder to yeah. direct this. Like we've had three DCEU directors and well, I'm not counting uh, Joss Whedon in that. And so far, all of the males have been bad. <laughs> so let's see some something from a, a decent director. And that's why I'm not like completely writing off this franchise yet, because this is still Zack Snyder's most of Zack Snyder's stuff. And so I'm withholding a sliver of hope <laughs> that maybe it will improve after this. Yeah. My I don't know. Ugly is very similar. I was going to say the way that Wonder Woman was treated. The whole movie, not just the way the costuming is done or the way the shots mm. are framed, but the way that people talk to her. Yes. Drove me crazy through the whole movie cuz um there's even one part I think it's Batman talking to her and he mentions uh, he mentions how Superman was an emblem of hope to the world. And he says, you've been around a hundred years. Why aren't you an emblem of hope? And I was very upset with him. Yeah. Because she, I mean, she's, she's kept her identity secret at least, but I had the impression at the end of wonder woman that she wasn't just sitting around doing nothing. Right. But it's like we had this one movie, the best movie of the franchise. It was about her and about how she's an emblem of hope. (laughs) And then this whole movie, everybody's telling her that she's nothing. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was frustrating. She was obviously my, my favorite character in this movie. Yeah. But not for, I don't know. Not for anything that happened in this movie <laughs> necessarily. Yeah, and it's not it's not always just like that that one statement he explicitly says that she's not a symbol of hope. He asks, Why aren't you a symbol of hope? Um mm. and I think it's supposed to come off as like he's encouraging her to do better or something, but like sorry, Batman, but Wonder Woman does not need Batman to mansplain hope to her. It's <laughs> just not a thing that needs to happen. Nice. Yeah. Um, can I clarify a statement? I just, I said earlier, I, I would say that she was my favorite character, despite what the movie did to her. Okay. Yeah. So the, the other way that she's belittled is that I, almost every time somebody talks to her, they talk about Steve Trevor. <laughs> And how she's like too focused on having lost him. I don't know. Trevor's are pretty important. Trevor's mm. are pretty important. But did, I mean, did you get the same impression that they just kept bringing up Steve Trevor? I was surprised how much he came up. He came up at least three times. Yeah. It didn't feel like every time that someone talked to her, he came up, but it it was surprising. 
I, w- I would expect once. <laughs> yeah. But like most of the, like the most significant conversations involving her, either she was bringing him up as if he was her only touch point for humanity or other people would bring him up to say like, you need to just quit pouting and thinking about mm-hmm. Steve Trevor. And I don't know. It just, it did not feel like she was treated as an adult the way the rest of the characters were. Yeah. It was, it was just weird. Even though in the end she says, I work with a bunch of children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I laughed at that. So any more thoughts? Yeah. Um, again, kind of relating to my comment about how the incredible Hulk seemed a bit like a DCEU movie to me. I just want to say when I talk about these movies and the things that I don't like about them, I really don't want to sound like a jerk. And, um, what I'm trying to convey is that I guess, obviously I don't care about these characters as much as the Marvel characters, but when I talk about not liking the DC movies, it's not like, Oh, I don't like Superman. So I don't like that movie. It, although I, I mean, I do have issues specifically with Superman. I should say it's not because I don't like Batman. It's I'm not that attached to Batman, but if I was, I would be more upset about this movie because Mm. why don't they make him a good movie? (laughs) Like he deserves a good movie. Um, so I feel like I'm actually less upset about the movies than I would be if I did like the characters. I mean, if I liked the characters more. Yeah. Um, so thinking about Hulk in that context, I don't care about the Hulk. You don't care about the Hulk either, but I don't know. So often the DC movies feel like, I mean the DC EU movies specifically, they feel like they're not great movies and people keep seeing them because they're about the DC characters. But if it weren't for that franchising, I don't know if people would be watching them like, this uh, Justice League was okay and Wonder Woman was good. But like Batman versus, versus Superman, if that was about anything else, it then yeah. people would not consider it a compelling story. Yeah. I agree. So anyway. I'm also surprised that we both use the same rating on Justice League. It was okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not my favorite characters, but um, it was better than better than Dawn of Justice. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that part of the t- the title. Jeez. <laughs> Every time I see when people talk about it online, they call it BVS, and I always, always, always read it as Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Yeah, makes sense. Before we go, did you watch the end credits? Yes, I did. Okay. One, I liked that there was no conclusive uh, decision on who was faster flash or Superman uh, because that that's an issue that hasn't been resolved in the comics and it wasn't resolved in the movie either. So I appreciated that little scene. Um, And then two, I w I am kind of excited about the Legion of doom being a thing now. So who was that guy who looked like Deadpool? That is uh Deathstroke. Okay. You can read about him later. Yeah. I liked that they showed that there is in fact a Lex Luthor senior and that Mark Zuckerberg is just the, like a different Lex Luthor. Wait, how did they show that he was Lex Luthor senior? 
because they what? they showed the scene in the jail. That wasn't supposed to be Lex Luthor Sr. No? No, it was showing that Lex Luthor Jr. had broken out of jail. Oh. And that was a guy that he has as a dummy. Oh. Also, okay. Yeah. Trevor, but in the in Batman vs Superman, they talked about senior. Okay. You do know that the guy that look quote looks like Deadpool is the one that Deadpool's ripped off of, right? <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, yep. Okay. Well, his name's literally Slade Wilson. I actually didn't know that either. Okay. That's two letters different from what Deadpool's name is. Wade Slilson. Wait, what is Wade Wilson? Wade Wilson okay. and Deathstroke is Slade Wilson. I oh my goodness, I had no idea that that was the connection. <laughs> He's a really, I mean, like they change personality and stuff, but in a, just some basic design elements, very blatant ripoff. Okay, <laughs> that's interesting. I had no idea. Um, so, although now that Deadpool is popular because of his movie, I wonder if people are going to realize that it went that way. Because I feel like people watch these movies and they assume copycat stuff is happening based on when movies came out. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. So I'm, I'm really not looking forward to people saying that infinity war is a ripoff of justice league. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm not looking forward to those conversations. Surely they wouldn't do that. I, I hope not. The trailer <laughs> made me think it could happen, but that's oh, all I'm going to say about that. Um, okay. So I have a question <laughs> about the race between flash and Superman. Okay. By the way, am I insulting him when I call him Flash instead of the Flash? No. Okay. I call him Flash, too. Okay. I mean, he's not the only Flash. Okay. When a Flash and Superman <laughs> race. Barry Allen. <laughs> a Flash runs with his feet. Okay. Superman flies uh-huh. in this scene in particular. Is that always how it's done? Yes. That's, yes, that's how it's done. Oh, really? Superman is totally cheating. That's not how it happened in the cartoon. Oh, really? I've never seen him running. I've always seen him flying. In the cartoon, they both literally ran in a race around the world. Really? And they had a specific race to see who was faster, but that I think was inconclusive because something bad happened, and of course they're heroes and they had to deal with it. Right. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Uh, Well, yeah, so Superman flying for the race totally feels like cheating to me. He should have to run with his feet. He doesn't follow the rules, man. Well, then if he wins, it means nothing. But the thing is, I think he can run re- like really fast. Like, the, like he could run. So I don't know why they didn't have him running. That's just kind of dumb. Well, think of how weird it looked to see Wonder Woman moving fast at normal speed. And then consider how people would feel seeing Superman run instead of fly. I thought for a second you were going to bring up something about his mustache being weird to animate when he's <laughs> running, but <laughs> again, I didn't notice it other than the opening scene, but it was probably the abs that were distracting me. <laughs> also, yeah, never mind. <laughs> he, hmm. I got so many questions. I hate super speed so much. How much drag do you think the cape produces? <laughs> <laughs> um anything accelerated fast enough will produce accelerated to like near infinite speed would produce near infinite drag. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I, would it actually flap and flutter or would it just kind of burn up? Well, it would gain near infinite mass. Oh, so maybe that's what I meant to say. Yeah. 
Would it actually flap and flutter or would it just burn up? You know what? The, um, the cape is a symbol of hope and you just hope that it functions <laughs> normally. So what I'm hearing here, Trevor, <laughs> is that you expect all his clothes to burn off. So he's just running around with the abs exposed along with everything else. <laughs> well, they never talk about him having special, he'd have Hulk pants, super speed clothes. They talk. Okay. So that's the other thing they talk about. <laughs> they talk about the, um, the flash having special, like they talk about how his clothes are made out of the stuff that, spaceships used for reentry or something. Mm-hmm. So those clothes don't burn up. Um, his face is not protected. You're thinking too deep. So why, <laughs> why <laughs> the speed force protects him? Then why does he need special clothes? So he's not running around naked. The speed force only protects the people it endows with its speed, not their clothing, Trevor, unless you're Superman, <laughs> in which case you have super clothes. That embody hope. But he doesn't use this quote, Speed Force. Right, I know, yeah. Oh, hey, Matthew, did you know that DC has Bifrosts, but they don't create lawn decorations, and they're called boom tubes? You mean the mother boxes? But they make, like, the mother boxes make Bifrosts, and they're called... I don't think the mother boxes make the, the boom tubes. They do. I looked it up on Wikipedia. Really? In the comics, they, they yeah. make the mm-hmm. boom tubes? Yeah. Oh. And they're called I thought boom- it was someone else. My point here is they're called boom tubes. I think that's the point we need to come around to here. Why are these called boom tubes? Yeah. They make a boom. They're a tube, and it makes a boom. That's the dumbest name I've ever heard for anything. It's kind of a cool name. Boom tube. I, I like it better than Bifrost. Because what? You, you've got two frosts? <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Matthew, dig me out of this. <laughs> you realize it's not an English word, I know, Dustin. I know, I know, I know. I'm trolling. <laughs> but it was a bad troll. It was a bad troll. <laughs> I don't know. It got the desired results. Me asking Matthew to defend me. <laughs> and then Matthew getting, like, it. remember when, never mind. Yeah. Boom tube. Boom tube. I just boom yeah. I will say that boom tube sounds like something a twelve year old would come up with, Dustin. Twelve? <laughs> <laughs> okay, it does sound like a preschooler's uncomfortable euphemism for where number two comes from. Oh, can we talk about how I didn't find Cyborg compelling and I kind of forget that he's in the movie? Who? Yeah. <laughs> also, like... Cyborg, man! Through in, in various scenes, he's like, I can't control my armor and it's going to shoot you. But that was never like an issue in the combat scenes. He seemed to have... He wasn't like shooting everything that he sees. Yeah. He was able to focus on his task. He didn't just suddenly fly <laughs> off and blow up the building full of civilians. <laughs> so, so I think there's some, <laughs> they've got some work on that one. I don't think they have as much work that they need to do as they do on Aquaman, but also, okay. How do we feel about the fact that cyborg's dad who created him is also the scientist who created Skynet? And the Terminator. I, 
Well, coincidence? I think not. <laughs> just want to throw that out there. I, I have nowhere to go with that because that's just such a good observation. <laughs> oh, I have one last thing to say. <laughs> this may be a correction. I'm not sure. I was under the impression, and I may have seen, I have, may have said it on the show before. I thought that the guy who played Flash in this movie also played him on the TV show. No. I wish... And that is not the case. That was what I was wishing, but... It was a big stink at the time when they announced that it was a separate person cast. I don't know why I thought it was the same person. I just... I remember watching Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them and being told that... This actor is in that. And I remember being told that actor plays the flash. And I thought, I guess I thought they were talking about the TV show. I, maybe this all stems back to how I didn't realize that the flash was in Batman versus Superman at all. Cause I, just to clarify, I have not watched the flash TV show. So, well, other than I did watch a clip, but he was wearing a mask the whole time anyway. And I'm bad with faces. So, oh, well, um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's not the same guy. This episode is brought to us by whom? Hmm? Just kidding. So, just in case I have told anybody in the past that those two actors were the same, they're not. Different people. That's all I've got. Where can they find the show? Oh, right. You can find the show online at betterworlds.net. You can find the notes for this episode at betterworlds.net slash podcast slash 24. You can find us on Twitter at betterworldsnet. And we have a Slack group where you can join us in talking about things like this. Just email us at feedback at betterworlds.net you want an invitation or if you just want to email us about anything else this episode is not brought to you by anybody (laughs) is that the end because we don't know why they didn't pay us yet (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a thing is that okay yeah sure sure (laughs) so is this where i do my thing Uh, do you have a thing I have a thing, yeah. Oh, thanks for listening. Booyah. (laughs) I'm so ashamed to be making this podcast with you. (laughs) Well, go then. Mame! (laughs) Classic.